0: I think what the strength of the parade is tradition, and what hasn't changed, and the fact that the marching band,
1: the floats, the balloons, still are the stars of the show and the volunteers. I think it's what, what's old about the parade is what's most comforting about the parade. You're listening to the unofficial Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Cast with your hosts, Erica and Peter. Welcome back to the long-awaited third episode of the unofficial Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade cast. I'm Erica. I'm Peter. And obviously, it's been a while. It's been a month, maybe five weeks or so, since we have recorded and uploaded a podcast. And we would like to apologize for our absence. Life is happening. Miss Corona herself is still uh, in the midst of being a pandemic. So we here at the unofficial Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade cast did not want to infringe upon what was happening with the Black Lives Matter movement. So we decided to take a step back and instead of creating content that was not relevant to what was going on in the world, we wanted to give those voices a chance to be heard and we wanted to help provide change. In the world if that makes any sense and just so you know peter and i both support the black lives matter movement and we will not tolerate any racism or hate on this podcast so please don't try it
0: all right so on to the 1960s anthology at least that's what the plan was you know it's really hard to have an anthology when there isn't much recorded history to go on of course, there are balloons well-documented throughout the years. We know every single balloon that flew, and we have pictures of every balloon from every year where there were balloons flying. However, for anything else in the parades, for the 1960s, it's really sparse. We have some interesting announcers. We've got Betty White. From the 1959 parade, we've seen some repeat appearances, such as Burger. Bur- I can't
1: speak. Burgenfield.
0: You heard it here first. Burgenfield, Skyliner, Monroe, and a lot of the balloons were also repeats, but that's because we had some sponsored balloons, such as the sponsored Linus Post cereal balloon, Elsie the Cow from Bordens, and Dino the Dinosaur from Sinclair Oil. A
1: fun little interjection there. The the Sinclair Oil dinos still make appearances in the parades now, but they're, I believe they're balloonicles. They're the balloons on wheels. There's three of them hatching out of eggs, and they're just, like, going ham down the parade route. So, they're pretty cute, not gonna lie. I didn't know Sinclair Oil was still around, I'm gonna be honest. Because it's certainly not in New England, and it's certainly not in Florida It should also be noted that there were Broadway casts and there were performances mentioned, so I'm assuming there were performances on floats, but there's nothing. We literally are working with nothing. I came up with as many links as I could to pictures and videos about the parade, and we are just skating on thin ice. We don't know what the lineups look like. We don't know everyone who was in the parade, and it's... (laughs) It's been a time.
0: Yeah, we we went through a lot of different sources. We searched for primary sources, secondary. We did not have much luck. I spent at least five hours searching for just any material of substance.
1: And of course, I made this document that we have full of sources, what, two months ago, I think? And some of the sources don't work now. Like, they've been removed from the internet. And I'm like... That's really frustrating, <laughs> but we're going to try our best to talk about what we liked in this 1960s anthologies of the Macy's Parade from that decade, in which we will be introducing a new segment that we'll carry over into our future episodes called The Best Ofs for the Macy's Parade. And those best of categories will include balloons, performances, floats, and marching bands, which I think... Is pretty cool. So to further continue with this episode in which we have very little info, I did find a little bit of basic lineup info. Despite the fact that we don't have lists of what these lineups looked like so we couldn't even provide a generalization for you, we do have a little bit of information to share. For example, the 1964 parade was the first year that it was broadcasted in color But it also occurred just days after uh, JFK was assassinated, and I guess there was some debate about whether or not they were going to do the parade, but they decided to do it to bring smiles to the hearts of America, and I think that's very valuable. And it should also be noted that in the 1969 parade, the Museum of Natural History celebrated 100 years of being a museum, and they celebrated with having a float, and I think that's pretty cool. Peter and I have both been to the Museum of Natural History, if I'm correct. Our junior year of high school, we went on a New York City trip because the way our high school worked in band and chorus, every other year you went to New York City. And on those opposite years, you went on an adjudication field trip to a different city. And it should be noted that for three years, Peter and I were bus buddies. We always sat next to each other on the fancy buses.
0: Oh, yeah, those good old printier buses.
1: Actually, we didn't have premier buses. We had L'Amoyle something. Didn't we have a premiere at least one year?
0: I feel like we had one.
1: Maybe freshman year. That sounds familiar for freshman year. But our junior year of high school, when we went on our New York City trip, we did the Museum of Natural History as one of our educational parts of the field trip. And I just remember getting lost. <laughs> I don't remember much else from that trip. I do remember in that field trip, I had a knee brace. Because that's when my kneecap decided to detach from my body. So I was not having a good time. (laughs) Trying to wear a knee brace over tights in the middle of spring in New York City. That was such an experience. (sighs) But anyway, now we're moving on to everybody's favorite segment. Weather With Peter.
0: All right. So I might not be able to tell you what the parade looked like. I don't really know much about these parades, but I can sure tell you about the weather. Now, you can see here, on this graph-
1: Peter, this is a podcast, people can't see anything unless we start filming ourselves and uploading it to
0: YouTube. Well, (laughs) you're just gonna have to imagine a graph then, the possibility of a graph, a couple of graphs. We've got a graph for temperature throughout the day, we got precipitation and wind speed, and the wind speed it's also got the direction of the wind but you know that doesn't really matter who cares it's wind
1: okay don't say don't i don't care it's wind or whatever you just said because wind is very important to the Macy's parade because those balloons now in 2020 and well since there have been big balloon crashes have strict regulations about the wind speed and the wind gust speeds Last year, in 2019, they almost downed the balloons because it was predicted to have, like, crazy wind gusts. So wind speed is important. Thank you for coming to my explanation.
0: I didn't mean wind speed wasn't important. I meant the direction wasn't.
1: The direction is kind of important because of side streets and wind drafts. But, like, we weren't there, so (laughs) we weren't even a thought. My parents were barely alive in this decade.
0: 1960, we got a height of 53, low of 41 Fahrenheit, of course. We have zero precipitation, and a max wind speed of 14 miles an hour. 1961, we have a high temperature of 54, a low of 43, no precipitation, and a max wind speed of 37 miles an hour, Whoo wee that's a lot of wind. 1962, we have a high of 41, low of 36, getting kinda chilly. We have, again, no precipitation, and a max wind speed of 15 miles an hour. 1963, we have a high of 43, a low of 35, another chilly year, no precipitation, and a max wind speed of 17 miles an hour. 1964, we have a high of 58, a low of 41, zero precipitation, a max wind speed of 28 miles an hour. 1965, we have a high of 47, a low of 37, zero precipitation, and a max wind speed of 15 miles an hour. 1966, we have a high of 62, a low of 49, zero precipitation, and a max wind speed of 10 miles an hour. 1967, we have a high of 47, a low of 43, no precipitation and a max wind speed of 17 miles an hour 1968 we have a high of 48 low of 42 zero precipitation and a max of 30 miles an hour 1969 we have a high of 53 a low of 41 zero precipitation and a max wind speed of 14 miles an hour and finally 1970 uh that's the next decade Catch you back next time.
1: So now we're introducing that new category we discussed a little earlier called the best ofs. To remind you our best of categories include balloons performances floats and marching bands as stated many times in this episode we didn't have much to work with so these categories are going to be pretty short but let's get into it i'm going to start us off with the best of balloons through this decade first off we have Linus the Lionhearted his balloon was so cute what a cute little lion from his cartoon and i think they pulled it off very well we also had the Smoky the Bear from the Only You Can Prevent Wildfires, but it was before that big campaign. His was huge, (laughs) and it looked super good. Speaking of super, we got our boy, Underdog. Underdog has been around for a while, and even his balloon back in the 1960s looked A1. Looked really good. We also had the first iterations of Donald Duck Himself, And that was old Donald Duck, too, before he got a little bit of a redesign. And his balloon seemed very accurate to what the cartoon looked like at the time. And our last best of balloon was the man, the myth, the legend, Superman, also known as Clark Kent. But uh, don't tell Lois Lane that. Superman was huge. He was flying in the sky, and I wish I could have seen his balloon in person because it looked super cool.
0: Next, for the best of performances, we have the shiny ballet dancers. The Monroe Girls Corp. They are returning yet again. Next, we have some notable performers. Annette Funicello, Soupy Sales for three years in a row. Wayne Newton and Aretha Franklin.
1: Next, in our best of categories, we have the best of floats. The number one float that we saw the most media for Every link I found went back to the Munster's float or the Munster's car. That car, fun fact, cost $20,000 in 1960 dollars. And I didn't do the price conversion, but I can assume that it's really expensive in 2020 dollars. Also, Herman Munster got drunk and yelled an expletive at the hosts on the float. So, I mean, good for Herman, I guess. He was trying to live his best Thanksgiving life. Next, we have the Radio City Music Hall flow. I think it was very elegantly done, and it showcased what the Rockettes can do. Following that, we have the Peanuts flow. I love the Peanuts, and I love Charlie Brown, and I thought that that float was super cute. And the last float that kind of confused me just a little bit was the Disney Snow White Float. So those very much looked like the seven dwarves who hang out At Walt Disney World, and at Disneyland, of course, Disney World was not open at this time, but Snow White was released in the late 1930s, so I was just curious why they had a float in the Macy's parades in the 1960s. It was really interesting to me, and kind of confusing, but it was still cute nonetheless.
0: Alright, so for the best of marching bands, we only have two bands that we know the name of, and only one of them we have the name and audio, and they win by default. And that band is the Monroe Girls Corps. The runner-up is the Screamin' Eagles drill team, which we wish we could have heard recordings of, but unfortunately, we only know the name.
1: Listen, if it's a drill team called the Screamin' Eagles, they've got to be good. Because I don't know if you've ever watched a drill team, but, like, they mean business. And if their name is the Screaming Eagles, that's the most patriotic thing I've ever heard. And I... Wish I could have seen that. It sounds like a good time. And now, we're going to move in to our last segment of our 1960s Parade Anthology series, which is your favorite and mine, Memorable Moments. <music> to refresh you, these are things that stuck out to me, Peter, or to both of us that we thought y'all would like to hear about. So Peter, why don't you start us off with your worst balloon? You you have a worst balloon for this decade.
0: Yeah, Uh, for the most part, a lot of the balloons were very competent, very entertaining to look at. None of the fever dreams or Lovecraftian horrors of the like 1930s and 1940s. But there was one balloon that was just not interesting to look at. It was the nineteen sixty two trapeze artist balloon it It was literally just like a hot air balloon with a trapeze artist hanging from it, and not like a human trapeze artist, like a really terrible balloon like about human sized with just absolutely horrific proportions. It just looked hideous
1: and speaking of worst ofs. It's not great that a lot of our memorable moments are the things that aren't the best, but they are the most memorable. So let's talk about all of the character costumes, including the big bad wolf costume. That was the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my whole life. You know what else was kind of... It was horrifying, but it was also very well done. Was the mad balloon head, like from the mad magazine and like from mad TV. It looked really good, but like... Was the person wearing that okay? Have we checked on him lately? (laughs) Another memorable moment was (laughs) the human giant caterpillar from the 1968-1969 parade. It was this giant caterpillar worn by multiple people on the ground, and I was both horrified and fascinated at the same time. I don't want a caterpillar to ever be that big. But the execution was well done. And last but not least, our final memorable moment to leave us on a positive note was that Boppin' Macy's song. There was a Boppin' Macy's song that I wanted to include a sound clip of in this episode, and when I went back through our document of all the links needed to talk about these parades, I could not find the link to the song anywhere. So now I'm scared it doesn't exist, but the song was a bop, and it was about the Macy's Parade, and it was really good. Peter, did you listen to it, or am I crazy?
0: Uh, to be honest, I think the link died before I got to it. (laughs) So I don't know what to say about it. (laughs) So, that was the 1960s anthology episode. It was uh, a lot sparser than we were expecting. This was uh, kind of a train wreck in slow motion for us.
1: But don't worry, because we're going to try to do it again next week with the 1970s Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parades. Please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave us five stars and leave us a review. We would really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It means the world that despite the fact that we took a break, you guys all want to listen to the history of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parades and hear the feedback from two random childhood best friends. We truly could not do this without you guys. Until next week, see you later!